stop that the recording. Okay. Hi guys, welcome. To... Sorry, I'll just read this out, Sarah. Welcome to the Overeaters Anonymous Recovery from Relapse meeting. Today is Tuesday, the 1st of June, 2021. And I am absolutely delighted today to welcome our speaker, Sarah W from Iowa, who will share her experience, strength and hope. Sarah has been in OA since 1995, has been abstinent since October, 2019. So Sarah, I'll let you explain your story. Take it away. All right, thank you. For some reason it muted. Um, if you could uh, let Carla screen share so she could put my pictures up. She's on here somewhere, um, but she has uh, all my pictures and she's, she's willing to do that. Um, so I wanted to share how I came into program first. Um, since this is a relapse and recovery meeting, I wanna go into that, but I wanna talk a little bit about how I came in. Um, I, I, my history is that I was an adopted child um, from New York. I always had issues about uh, feeling not enough, feeling like I didn't fit in, not feeling like I um, was attractive, um, not feeling like I belonged, um, and um, just real a lot of abandonment issues. And um, when I came to my parents, uh, I was nine months old. I had been in a foundling home, like a, basically like an orphanage. And um, so I had never really been nurtured. So um, I was adopted by um, a couple who had infertility issues. My father was a doctor and basically um, uh, came into a Jewish home. The only one I bring that up is because that was a big piece of what they felt was very important to them and um, there was a lot of control issues and a lot of conditions. So even though I, th I know that they loved me as they did, what I needed was a lot of unconditional love, which I really don't feel like I received. And I don't know if they were really able to give that. So when I came to them, I was quite chubby. Carla, are you on? Can you put my pictures up? I don't know if you've allow uh, the screen share. right sarah i'm on uh, and i don't have the ability to screen share now i do okay so here we go thank you so much carla so so that's uh, thank you so much carla for doing that for me um so this is me when i was um this is pretty early on and you can see i was chubby i really what i noticed about myself and carla did all these pictures for me she did a fantastic job um, I, I didn't really look very happy, even as a little girl. And my brother was adopted when he was, um, when I was five, um, he's four years younger than me, uh, maybe four and a half. And I think I really just struggled so much with that because I felt like my parents, all their attention was on him. At first I was told, you're the chosen child. And you can see from early on, I was very, I was chubby, you know, um, what I understand about being in that family home is that the bottle was propped and I had, um, you know, that was how I self-soothed. And that's me with my mother. And, you know, I wasn't really that heavy until puberty. At puberty, I really gained a lot of weight. And I think a lot of it had to do with my feelings about my sexuality and feeling comfortable. And, you know, my father was um, was of the sort that would make comments about women and their bodies. And, you know, uh, 
I, I'm not sure if there was any incest that went on at an early age, but I have a feeling there probably was. I can remember him coming into the room at night. And, you know, sometimes we, don't, we repress a lot of things uh, from our history. But what I know today is that I can't sit in the past. I can look back in the rearview mirror, which is small, but I need to stay in today, especially stay in today and then move forward. Um, but this was, you know, again, really no, not very, not a very happy young lady. And um, I never really applied myself that much. And when I was 13, I was sent away to boarding school. And I, I feel like that re-traumatized me and I got into drugs and alcohol and my food addiction really got heavy at that point. I would go into the bathroom and I would um, binge on large amounts of stuff. And so this was right before uh, that purple, that picture where I'm smile, somewhat smiling is right before I started really gaining weight. And I think one of the reasons was because I was somewhat attractive and I think I was really uncomfortable with men's attention. And um, if you'll move along a little bit, uh, one of the things that you'll see, I, I love to hike and that's one of the things that I do the most. So, um, and, and that was in um, Arizona where I was for 28 years. I came into recovery in Arizona in 1995, but I've had, um, this is my fourth marriage. I've been married almost 20 years uh, now to my husband now, and, and it's a recovery marriage and I'm so grateful for that. But uh, going back, uh, that's my mother and father. Um, I always was very curious about my um, birth parents and it was a closed adoption. I was born in 1956. And so back then in New York, there are sealed records. And this, uh, this uh, picture of me is um, when I graduated nursing school in 1986. And um, I was a nurse for 30 years and my dad was a doctor and, and I think that was a connection that I had with him. You know, I wanted to help people, but you know, sometimes when we want to help, it really is, you know, we have to check our motives. And a lot of it was for my own sense of self, you know, was I doing it to really help or was I doing it to feel good about myself? I think a little bit of both, but, but um, for me, it was, uh, there was a lot of codependency there and there was a lot of codependency with me in all my relationships. And you know, you can move on, Carla. And, you know, I really, I did not know how to, um, you can see how thin I got here. There where I was pregnant with my son. That's my little girl um, who is now 43 years old. But, you know, um, so my, my eating behaviors were up and down, mostly carb related, lots of sugar um, and starch. But here, you know, I, I have done the pay for program a bazillion times. I don't even know how many times. And I did lose weight. You know, you can see I was very thin there. But there, when my father came, I can remember I, I was in Arizona and they were in New York. And I can remember my father made a comment about me. I was wearing a, a bathing suit and oh man, I wanted to crawl under a rock. I mean, I was so uncomfortable. And so, you know, there's a lot of issues around sexuality for me with, with my weight. And, um, that's about what I weigh now, what I am there, maybe a little bit, I'm a little bit more than that, but not much. I'm, I'm, I've been working really hard at it. And if we go a little for, and you know, I have to say this out loud, because I, I sponsor a lot of people. 
weight is not the issue because you know my head can be filled with the craziest things when I'm when I'm when I'm physically abstinent with my food but I'm not emotionally sober with my behaviors because I think really it's all about that it's about emotional sobriety and it's about learning to love myself in the process of getting there now here you can see I was I was um that's right before I came into program in that pro yeah and that in that uh with the three women um and I was uh my weight that I think I was, and I'm not sure because I may have been even a little heavier than that was 222 and I'm five foot six and a half, five foot seven. And then um, that's me in program. And, you know, I can see myself like genuinely happy. And that's, um, and I know she wouldn't mind. That's my, my second sponsor who is sponsoring me now again. And I'm so grateful for her. But um, if we move on a little bit um, and I'll, uh, so, you know, here I had lost, you know, so 1995, I, I was um, in terror, you know, I, I was a battered wife in my first marriage, uh, very abused, um, alcohol, drugs, um, and, and it was on his part, some sex addiction. And um, I can remember things like he would leave from Friday night, take all the money and, and leave me with no vehicle. And I had a little girl. And these are the things that I put up with. And then I would beg for him to stay. I would beg for him to come back. And this is what I mean about the codependency being at the, at the root of all this stuff for me. I'm not saying anybody else, but for me. And so I had no self-esteem. I didn't believe that I was worthy of good. You know, the voices in my head would say, you know, you're damaged goods. Nobody wanted you when you were born and nobody wants you now. And you know, just stuff my face, you know, really. And, and food was my primary uh, addictive behavior, but I also used uh, smoking marijuana. And, and so in 1995, I got into um, a, a therapist's office and I was heavy, as you saw. And, and she said to me, Sarah, when are you going to stop hiding behind your weight? And she said, you know, have you ever heard of OA? And at that point, you know, the light went on and, you know, obviously it was divine intervention, you know, God meant for it to happen for me, but it hasn't been smooth sailing for me. So this picture where I'm in the skirt and the top, you know, this was five, you know, three or four years into my program. I, I and I have to say our invitation to you was like, um, was like a beacon of light. It was like saying to me, oh my God, these people can love me. I can find a family of choice, which friends basically can be. And look at how nice I looked. You know, I, I really looked great, but you know, I wasn't really practicing the program with 10 step work. And I think it really has to be that whether it looks like it's perfect 10 step or not, I have to release emotions that, that feel like, you know, restless, irritable and discontent do not go away just because we work steps. It comes back and sometimes we're triggered by things. So if we move down a little bit, uh, Carla. And so I met my husband, um, you know, I, I had good abstinence, but like I said, I was, and I was really, working out, you know, I think exercise is an important piece of, of the program that should be really a, a tool in our program. But, you know, it's something that's important for me. Uh, and, and I'm telling my story. I'm not telling OA's story. So, you know, 
take what you like and leave the rest. But um, here I am with my husband now, and you can see how heavy I got. And, you know, we became eating buddies. And I came out to Iowa. Uh, I was living in, um, I, I was from New York. When I was 17, I moved to um, Arizona. And, um, and then I had my first child. And, and then I married my second husband. I had my second child. And then I married somebody that was in recovery with my third husband and he was an addictions counselor and he had such severe PTSD that it was really crazy making. So just because someone's an addictions counselor is in recovery does not mean they are healthy. I just want to say that out loud. That doesn't mean that everybody isn't, but there are people that aren't working a program that is healthy and it's just the way it is. And God bless them. You know, we're all sick people, but we're all on the road, hopefully trying to get better. So here I am, um, you know, this was during my, this marriage. And so uh, about eight years ago uh, at this heavy weight that in the picture with the um, uh, mostly my face, uh, I was 278 pounds at my highest weight that I saw, um, uh, you know, that I got on a scale and you know how we are, we don't get on a scale. And I was so miserable and I had done you know, the pay for program again, I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to mention names because it's an outside issue, but you know, probably four different types of pay for programs I've done. I have lost weight with them. I did liquid protein. I've done the cabbage diet. I've done um, um, excessive exercise, bulimia. I've practiced some bulimia. I mean, I've done the gamut. The only thing I haven't done is anorexia. For some reason, I just... <laughs> You know, so anyway, this is, um, this is really up to date pretty much um, at this point. So I started out at, at two, 278 uh, eight years ago, and I currently weigh, I got on the scale um, two days ago, and I was 154. And, um, I, you know, I wear like a size eight or a 10, and my heaviest I wear, I wore a size 24. And what I want to say is the reason I think I got abstinent after my relapse, and uh, one of the things I heard yesterday that was really good that I heard, how am I doing for time, by the way? Uh, you're at 14 uh, minutes, actually. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I'm 20, you're at uh, USDF, yeah, you're at 15 minutes. Okay, thank you so much. Thank yep. you for, for doing that service. So um, I, I have to say that um, when, I, when I finally... And, and I, I came back into program uh, in um, like eight years ago, and I was a vision for you person, by the way. And I, I was very active in vision for you and vision for you really helped me. But even before that, I got into um, uh, primary purpose meetings and I also got into um, uh, hour of power, which are two different types of phone meetings that they had that were OA. And before that, I got into, they had a, a interesting um, online chat meeting that really started me back in. And that was um, a combination of Weight Watchers with OA that I met somebody that, that started to help me on my journey. It was like, sometimes we need glimpses. You know, sometimes, you know, I don't want anything shoved down my throat. I don't know about you guys, but I'm a very rebellious personality. I'm not a person that just says, okay, you can tell me what to do and I'm going to do it. There's no way. 
and people that know me know that. I, I'm, I'm a person that travels to the beat of my own drum. Uh, I am a person that likes to, um, you know, I, I like uh, living on the fringes, I, you know, and yet I, I was really willing to listen but then form my own opinions. You know, we're not, I don't know if you ever saw Stepford Wives, but you know, I'm not a Stepford wife. I'm not like, okay, everybody in OA is the same and we all think the same and we all need the same. No, that's why we have different food plants. And in all honesty, that's why we have different ways of working the program. The one thing I have to say is that the steps are the steps are the steps. I mean, you know, that's what it is. Um, so, you know, I am powerless. I'm powerless over food. And my life was unmanageable. And this is how I say my first three steps. I say, I'm powerless over, over food, alcohol, drugs, people, places, and things. And my life is unmanageable. But I've come to believe that I can, will, and am being restored to sanity. And I've made a decision to turn my will and my life over to your care. And all of the people that I love and this whole world over to your care, praying only for knowledge of your will for me and for them and the power to carry that out. And in all honesty, and, and those who know me, I do a lot of service and recovery, a lot. I'm very involved. Um, I am sponsored. I do sponsor. I work a few other programs because I feel like that's what I need and that's perfectly okay. I'm here to talk about OA, but it is not just about the food and the weight. That is the smallest part. But how much am I willing to never abandon myself again to stop hurting myself and you know i've heard this thing um it's like all action is born in thought not always all thought can be born in action when i start doing esteemable things and things that are healthy for myself my thoughts get so much better when I start saying, oh my gosh, look what happened this morning. My computer went out. I could not figure out what I was going to do. And I just prayed and said, okay, it's gonna all work out. I got on the Zoom on the phone. Then I, my husband was asleep upstairs. I called him and I said, can you please bring your, your computer in here so I can get on the Zoom meeting? I mean, we don't have to fall apart. I overheard somebody speaking at the beginning of the meeting about uh, being a survivor. I'm a cancer survivor. I had breast cancer, um, uh, it'll be five years this July. Uh, I, I um, thank God they caught it and I just wanna put a plug in, even though it is an outside issue that if you haven't had a, a, a mammogram, please go and take care of yourself and do that um, because I had no symptoms. I had no nothing. And, and I was diagnosed with it right there and then on the spot at my mammogram. And at that point, then I had a, a partial mastectomy and I had um, uh, radiation. And uh, I, I'm grateful to say that my husband was very supportive of me. And I also have to say that, you know, um, I don't know what's best for you. And I'm not here to tell anybody what they need to do. You know, I have a, a person on here that I sponsor and, you know, they'll tell you. I mean, I give, I, I will ask, would you like to hear some thoughts I have about that? Uh, but for me, I'm not here to tell anybody what their life should be. I don't want to be responsible for that. That's, to me, that's unhealthy thinking. That's control. What I want to be able to do is share what I've done 
and and what I've heard other people have done. And is that something that you want to hear? And is that something you're willing to try? Because you may need to have, I mean, I needed every bite I took. And in, in all honesty, sometimes the food kept me from killing myself. My, my, my discomfort, my dis-ease was so great that I really didn't want to feel. I didn't want to feel the pain of the loss of the grief of not having a mom and dad that really loved me unconditionally when I, you know, and today I have to say, this is a beautiful piece of my program. You know, I work with children. Uh, I, I haven't done nursing for the last four years. Um, I work with, and I'm 64. I work with children in a public school system that are behavior kids. I'm one-on-one. -on -one. I, I work as a para or a teacher's associate. And I work with kids that kick, scream, bite, and that feel unloved. That is the, um, that, and I am sorry about the, um, the difficulty this morning with the pictures and all that stuff. That was really me. And you know, the, today what I know is that the program for me has to be very compassionate and loving. There cannot be any abuse or any kind of punitive, you know, I don't even like to say defects of character. I'll be honest with you. I don't like to say the word sin. The, the words for me is poor coping skills. Um, inability to understand how to have relationships. Difficulty with sharing my feelings or sharing my thoughts. And it's always about learning. Everything for me is an opportunity to grow and learn. And um, I, I wanted to, um, to read something from the big book that um, has a lot of meaning for me because uh, you know I've started numerous meetings. I started a meeting here in Iowa years ago and at this point we've disbanded, but um, you know I've done that numerous times. It's just a hard place to start a meeting. But I wanted to read from, um, uh, not acceptance was the answer, although I love that. Um, but from, um, yeah, I'm thinking of it. You know, when you get older, you start to lose your brain a little bit, and it's okay. Um, but uh, Keys of the Kingdom, and I think it's somewhere around 3.30, if I'm not mistaken. But um, we used to close our meeting with that. And um, for me, I probably need to... Uh, I don't know why I can't find it now. Here we go. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read it the way it's written in the big book because that's what we're told we're supposed to do. We're really not supposed to change the wording, but I hope you can hear OA in here when I read it. So this starts on page 275. AA is not a plan for recovery that can be finished and done with. It is a way of life. And the challenge contained in its principles is great enough to keep any human being striving for as long as he lives. We do not and cannot outgrow this plan. As arrested alcoholics, we must have a program for living that allows for limitless expansion. Keeping one foot in front of the other is essential for maintaining our arrestment. Others may idle in a retrogressive groove without too much danger, but retrogression can spell death for us. 
However, this isn't as rough as it sounds, as we do become grateful for the necessity that makes us toe the line. And we find that we are compensated for a consistent effort by the countless dividends we receive. A complete change takes place in our approach to life. Where we used to run from responsibility, we find ourselves accepting it with gratitude that we can successfully shoulder it. Instead of wanting to escape from some perplexing problem, we experience the thrill of challenge in the opportunity it affords for another application of AA techniques and we find ourselves tackling it with surprising vigor. There is no more aloneness with that awful ache so deep in the heart of every alcoholic that nothing before could ever reach it. That ache is gone and need never return again. Now there is a sense of belonging, of being wanted and needed and loved in return for a bottle and a hangover. We have been given the keys of the kingdom. So for, I just want to share a little bit about my plan of eating and I'm not going to get into specifics, but you know, my sponsor at one point, because I kept on doing this thing. And I, the reason I bring this up is because this is about relapse. You're at 25 minutes, just so you know. Perfect. It's perfect timing. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Yes. So just, just uh, uh, the thing that came up for me is that I had never been willing to think that it was healthy to put down flour. I did put down sugar, but it wasn't like I, you know, I was doing it consistently and purely and all that. So my sponsor, because I was up and down and I think I was like, I had gained weight and I was like maybe 180 or 190 pounds. And she said to me, Sarah, when are you going to stop messing around with this? And I was really pissed off. I was really annoyed. And I thought, how dare you talk to me like that? I'm doing everything I can. And I really let it sit for a while because that's what I've been taught to do. You know, pause, use the sacred pause and don't just act on something. And, you know, it was like God was speaking to me and God said, you know, Sarah, try something different, even though you don't want to do it because it may really help you. So I looked into this other program that, you know, is very much about no flour, no sugar, no gluten, no wheat. Um, no, I mean, no cheese, no nuts. I mean, and you know, it worked for me. And I don't, I never, you know, I'm a nurse. I mean, I look at things, you know, I want to have a balance in my life. I don't want to be really rigid about things. I want to have a balanced plan of eating, but this was so much food and such healthy food. And I started to feel so good on this plan of eating. And I thought, wow. And the weight just started to come off slowly, but beautifully and in a healthy way. And I have to tell you, I mean, um, people that know me, I, I hike between you know, two and five miles at least three to four times a week. And then I walk two miles a day, typically if I don't do the hiking. And I feel so good and I work out with weights. And my husband does too. And he's coming to OA too and he's lost like 70 pounds also. But we both feel so good. And you know, life is short and we deserve the best. We deserve the best. We deserve to feel good about ourselves. And, you know, my sponsor said to me years ago, don't wait till you lose your weight to feel good about yourself. Start looking at yourself and saying, I love me for me today. 
not when I get there. So that's what I invite you to do. I invite you to love you for you. You're the only you there is. And you know, I'm not the greatest speaker in the world. All I can offer is my, what I've gone through in my life. And I am so grateful to be who I am. So grateful to be cancer-free. I'm so grateful to have the program. I'm so grateful to be willing. So my prayers are that we all find our way to peace, harmony, abstinence, and a healthy, balanced way of living. And with that, I pass. Thank you.